What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. You're on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Today, we are on the Blue Chip Mindset Series, which is... I got money. Right. Yes, indeed. Which is the time for us to get our mind on our money and our money on our mind. All right. Um, today, we will talk about relationship dynamics in the course of this, but this is to get you guys focused and living an intentional life to get you to the stage of where you are successful, all right, and what your own definition of success is. Obviously, we're going to talk about money because the world revolves around money and it revolves around peacefully. Peacefully make the world go around too, all right, and it's something that's monetizable, transactionable, and viable and leasable. So those things are very important, and for men, we get the priorities backwards a little bit and we start hustling backwards and then we try to prove ourselves with women first before we even get the power and the money all right dj quick has a great song called hand in hand with him second to none in el debarge and so they're talking about get the power of the money then the women fool don't me no, no dummy all right but a lot of times we get it mixed up and i'm going to tell you why we get it mixed up all right we're going to tell you why you get it mixed up it's a cruel joke by nature mother nature and father time tag teaming against us the entire time. And not only do they tag team against men, they tag team against women. And a lot of times we, they play a cruel joke against us. And we're going to talk about that cruel joke. But anyway, that's going to be the theme of the day show. There's not going to be any filler information here, meaning there's not going to be me doing two other stories before we get to the main event. This is the main event. So do me a favor, man. Hit the like button in the building. Hit the like button in the building. And then we'll tell you how to contribute to the day show. And you can fill in. You can get in where you fit in. All right. We can get in where we fit in. Anyway. Uh, dollar sign CGA live is in the building on the cash app. Appreciate every contribution that you can make to support this show. You guys are the sponsors. You guys are the supporters of the show and you keep the show going on despite the fact that they don't like new, 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 new world order. They don't like this information. They don't like me giving you this information. This goes against the grain. This goes against the agendas in the building. All right. And I'm trying to empower you as men and the, the few 10 toes up gang women that follow here because they're here. They're watching me in silence and violence, right? They're watching me going, hmm, something I don't like about that man, but something like that, something about that man that gets me moist. You know, they watching. All right, they watching too, and they taking notes. They just can't apply, and I know this about the ladies, the 10 toes up gang. You know, when you got that sweet, sweet thing in between, in between your legs, you don't got to apply. You can just go ahead and just monetize it. You get distracted. You'd be like, oh, I got this sweet, sweet thing. You know, we don't have that sweet, sweet thing. So we got to get to work. All right, These girls out here trying to get $4,000 a month to give you that sweet, sweet thing a couple days a week. You know, you're like, girl, I would have a wife. <laughs> I mean, I would give a wife if I'm going to have to get somebody for Jeez, Jesus. I wouldn't even do that either. But uh, we're going to get men focused and intentional. And, and, and ladies, if you look like a thumb, you know what I mean? You're you're in it with us, too. You're in it with us. Just don't follow the feminist movement. They're just going to leave you or lead you astray. You know what I mean? If you shape like the Pillsbury biscuit can, I mean, listen, you're one of us. All right, don't be mad at us. Just you need to team up with us. But sometimes, you know, ugly women, <laughs> they get it all twisted up. They get angry with us. You know, just like I guess ugly men would get angry with attractive women. <laughs> you know? But you look like a thumb. You one of us. Let's get together, man. 
let's tag team this up and we can actually make a difference out here. And you could be usable. You know what I mean? You're usable. You're just not going to be in monogamous relationships. And the one thing you guys got to get right now is uh, get rid of monogamy. Get rid of monogamy. Yeah, shaped like a penguin. Uh, get rid of monogamy. That's not a lifestyle that I approve of for young men. All right, for young men and even older men. If you're a man of means, then along came to. If you're a man of means, monogamy is not for you. I mean, it could benefit you, but it ain't for you. I know the, the ham and eggers going crazy right now in Wichita, Kansas. They're like, what is this? You're going to get be old. We're going to be like the picture of the farmer in the Dell or, or the farmer in the big old, the old woman. That's how we're going to live out our miserable existence in Wichita. Mm. <laughs> Why Wichita catching heat lately? All right, Wichita. Anyway, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV in the building. All right, and also, also, PayPal. Although PayPal tripping, we're going to ride with them for at least another week or so. <laughs> oh, my damn! I'm watching PayPal like y'all bugging. Uh, let me see here. What is it? PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. That's what it is right there. That's what it is right there. Ladies, shout out to the ladies that look like a thumb. <laughs> That's going to be my new one. <laughs> like, you look like, look at your thumb. Like, some of them be looking like a thumb like that with the, you know, where the creases are in your little, the little. Yeah. Anyway. Tupelo, Mississippi, mad that I'm hating on Wichita. All right, so anyway, oh, members content, members only content. That's where we take you through the, the wide world of women monetizing themselves, passing this on, the savings on to you. Uh, we, we'll talk about that right there, coachgregadams.locals.com. Be over there. We had a great, we almost had 100 people, which was a record on our members live content. Um, so that means that, and it only went out to, should have went out to supporters. Maybe that's what happened. But um, anyway. That's that. And then, uh, yeah, let's get into the show today. So we're talking about the blue chip mindset. First and foremost, what is the blue chip mindset? Let me go ahead and tell you what the philosophy is of the blue chip mindset. If you're new to this series, we will still talk about relationships, but a lot of people are new to this series. So you might not know exactly what be going on around here. Okay. For some reason. So for some reason, I can't see the window. All right. I can't see the window. Of what the Where is it at here? Let me share my screen here. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. Um, blue chip is in, um, in the American lexicon already. So blue chip is considered one of the most high end poker. And particularly if you have a, a set of poker, old school poker with three colored chips, uh, the blue chip represented the highest value on poker. It was worth the $10. Now that is still somewhat true <clears throat> in older school or smaller casinos. But if you go to the bigger casinos, they have different color chips and whatnot. So the blue chip is the higher value, meaning you're the higher value male if you will okay or you're pursuing higher value so in this situation here blue chip is also in the lexicon i always review this because there's new new people here blue chip reputation these are the schools that have blue chip reputations typically the ivies and the old ivies the public i mean the private universities that you have no access to that the parentals will give access to their children in order to keep them at the top in the upper echelon of our society you might be thinking there's no way for me to get to the upper echelon of society. Well, that may be true, especially if you're hustling backwards. Uh, here's blue chip in the lexicon again, blue chip stocks. These are the highly reputable companies that if you invest in them and you hold them long term, odds are you're going to get a return, maybe not a steep return, but you're going to get a high return or you might not even get a high loss investing in many of these companies because they're just going to they have a high good 
long-term reputation. All right. Also, blue chips in sports uh, has been used in the movie Blue Chips, in which the top-rated athletes are considered the blue chip um, recruits. And also in work and human resources, uh, in jobs, they will actually try to go after blue chip um, talent, meaning these people came from reputable universities. They came from good families, stable backgrounds. And um, these these blue chip recruits oftentimes even either hire headhunters for themselves to look for jobs or or these companies go after them at these blue chip universities and they will recruit them directly from there. And these people will come into these jobs and command high salaries and they'll be 23 years old. OK, now, many of you guys don't know about this because you out here in the community. All right. You out here fighting, doing crate challenges. You look at your screen time app on your iPhone. You're scrolling Instagram the majority of the day. You're a ham and egger, knuckle dragger, missing link, oxygen thief. All right. Any of these particular things that mainly isn't your fault, but the writings on the wall, all the information is out there. All you have to do is apply yourself and you just get distracted in life. All right, you get distracted mainly for women. They they get lonely. I get so lonely. All right, they get lonely. Right, you get lonely, and then you pursue relationships, and you want to monetize that sweet sweet thing, or you want to sell that sweet sweet thing, or you want to turn it into a marriage. And you you know what I mean. You get distracted by your hormones, hormones, or your hope strategies. All right, if you are a male on the other end, you get distracted by wanting and pursuing sex. So. You know, it's one of those things. I get it. I understand it. I've been there. But we're trying to change your mindset. This is the days where sex is easily, it's the, probably the most easily, easy, is attainable thing probably in the history of the world, other than caveman days. You know what I mean? Where you could just club somebody and drag them into the bushes, you know? Other than that, um, now we have a lot of uh, openness in the sexual marketplace. Now, there are some men that will continue to struggle in that. But even with that being said, the, the, con constraints that limited sex before are no longer there meaning specifically you used to have to get married to get sex you used to be a part like you didn't have mega major metropolises where you could just pick 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 many people grew up in small um areas where you just couldn't be like all right i'm gonna run through this hole run through this hole run through this hole run through this hole all right you also had women protecting and guarding their reputation because the cities were small so now the cities are super big and then you got millions and millions of people from city to city, coast to coast, ocean to ocean. And now you could just go into one city to the next travel, limited your ability to just get off, uh, uh, you know, bang out 100 and 200 women. Your ability to travel was limited. So these things are all been lifted. And now you have exposure. Now you have the ability to see people around the world, pay a limited, a small airline fee, go bang out. I mean, it's crazy. You used to have to go to war to bang out. You used to actually go have to travel by horse and buggy to go bang out. You used to have to get an airline ticket at $1,000 to go bang out. You used to have to just be the damn Casanova in your area to go bang out. Now it's a little bit more easier, right? You can fly abroad in on a damn want to get away ticket, bang out. So these things have made it a lot more easier. And even if you're struggling, it's still the easiest time in history to get some peace leave. I mean, it's there's never been an easier time to get it with that being said nature nature plays a cruel joke on you in which nature does this let's go ahead and show you the chart here oh so let me let me make this larger of course that's what he said here's the here's the chart right here uh testosterone production rates declines by age and if you see here all right if you see here 
uh, testosterone production. They don't even have the teenage years here, which I would assume the arrow would be off the chart. Okay. There's not even a chart for teenage years. They're like 15, completely off the roof. All right. 100 and 100,000 production. But as you can see here, they start at age 25. Now, what's going on with age 25? Obviously, your testosterone is off the charts. I mean, you're producing testosterone, which is the hormone that actually helps you uh, become more willing to be sexually active. And it actually has other health benefits to it as well. It decreases osteoporosis and a bunch of other uh, great uh, benefits to it. It, ke it keeps you young, vibrant, and it keeps you willing to move and do things and productive, right? It helps you burn fat, all these things, right? So with that being said, what's happening at age 25 on the woman's side? Well, she doesn't have this. They are producing testosterone, and some women produce testosterone a little bit more than others that we're finding out. However, they don't have it at this particular rate, which means they don't have the interest in sex, but they do know you have the great interest in sex. And what they particularly will do is say, well, shit, if you have this interest, I can get something from you. Money, commitment babies you know i mean there's a whole bunch of things that they can get where they can actually take advantage of the situation right and but on your side you have this thing that is actually absolutely distracting you and at the same time women probably look the naturally the, the natural best natural i say natural naturally their best this, this is their peak attraction years now everybody wants to keep saying oh i'm a 40 year old woman i'm happy in my skin that i'm in yeah well you're happy that the skin you're in but i'm sick of looking at that saggy soggy ass area around your chest all right so don't even start don't even start i might be into it when i'm nasty but now when i'm looking at it and i'm not hyped up on testosterone i can't even look at it all right but with that being said more fertile supple uh more naturally uh better skin better hair shinier hair so you're hyped up on testosterone and mother nature has also blessed women with the best looking self version of their cells. As this decreases over time, as this decreases over time, you can now start focusing on what is important. Now, the trick is if you're 25 and you can actually put this focus into the right area, by the time you hit 35, you're hitting your stride. Most men don't do this. By the time they're hitting 35, they're still trying to be a playboy, but they're damn near homeless. All right, they're still talking about how many women they bang out. It's actually depressing. They still have some good testosterone, but as you go along, your testosterone is going to decrease. Most for most men, it's going to decrease. And now you can start testosterone replacement and whatnot. But for the most part, it's going to just—it's not going to raise you to 100. You know, if you're 45, you get a testosterone replacement therapy. It'll bump you up to 80, maybe. Okay, you still going to be—you're still going um, to be lacking. So then you're going to turn this energy into production. Hopefully, unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that don't do that still by this age, 35, 40, 45. They're still trying to run around here like they got hoes. Or, or if they got hoes, they're bragging about their hoes. Now, there's two separate things. If you're bragging about hoes by the time you hit 35, 40, 45, I mean, you're sick. You're a sick individual. Okay, you're a sick individual. But you can say, hey, this is how I was able to obtain these hoes. But if you're sitting around here, yeah, man, I was banging out hoes. I mean, listen, I, you know, I get into it, but that's for entertainment purposes only. Now, what's happening here? Okay, what's happening here? Your testosterone decreases. The nature strips that away. It also strips your interest or what you're willing to gamble for sex. What you're willing to gamble for sex. And you'll start thinking about it for a second. So uh, you're, let's say you're 40 or 45. That sweet, sweet thing gets put on you or a woman in her late 30s, early 40s comes around. And you're going, 
what do you bring to the table? That's probably when you're asking these things. You're like, well, what the hell? Why would I waste my time? Okay. You start thinking like this. How important is this? What could I lose? Is it worth it? Does she stank between her legs? Is she a gordita? Is she attractive? How much money is this going to cost me? How much money could I lose? You start asking questions <laughs> by this age. You're like, hmm. You start asking. But at this particular time, women's sex drive increases, oddly enough. So women's sex drive will increase around the same age, and they'll be more interested. They're, not only that, they're least likely to get pregnant. So they're less scared about having sex. Right? When they're teenagers and 25, they're like, oh, pull out, don't do this, wear a condom, I'll make sure you don't knock me up. When they're 35, 40, they're not, really they're not really scared of that, so their inhibitions will lower significantly. Not only that, they're comfortable with their skin they're in, they're well proficient in the act of intercourse. So they're like, hey, I want to do this now. And at the same time, yours is decreasing, so the, the, the amount of leverage they have over you is decreasing over the days, all right? Every, so you're not going to throw it out there and ruin yourself because of sex anymore. And then you could actually focus on what you're doing. This is the cruel trick of nature. When your testosterone is high, their interest is low, but their attraction is high. When your testosterone decreases, their interest in sex increases, but their, their attraction decreases. Cruel. Absolutely cruel. All right. Mother nature and father time are laughing at us. They're laughing at us. They're like, what the hell are these people doing, right? So, um, and as a result, at what we're seeing now, what we're seeing now is basically humanity mismanaging this. All right, before people had it pretty much managed, it made sense, it was common sense. They were like, okay, girl, you're gonna be an old maid. If you don't get married by 22, you better settle down, you better find someone. So people had that idea. And men knew, mm, do not select from the old maids, select from the youngins. Watch her, train them up, maybe have a dowry or maybe have a bride price. We had it transactionally. We had agriculture. So we were like, you're 21. I need 10 babies. Let's go. All right. And the woman will pump out 10 babies so we can actually use the farm and all of these things. Right. People had it all figured out today. Not so much. We actually use lack of common sense to make this work. Right. We actually say, well, no, no, I'm going to hold off into my late 20s, early 30s. I'm going to focus on my career. So I can focus on my And career. meanwhile, you are out here going, OK, well, since they're waiting to their late 30s, I'm going to fornicate my way all the way up until age 35. Mm. All right. Forget building because I no longer have to build. I'm not building for a family anymore. I'm not building for uh, agriculture anymore. I'm not building for to have an army. I'm not trying to be on the back. I'm not trying to build a football team. I'm trying to fornicate all the way into my mid thirties and forties. All right. Because it's going to be available to you. And women are going to be hopped up on birth control. They're going to be hopped up on just fornication, right? Because they men do it. So I can do it too. And this is where we're completely getting distracted. And as a result, the birth rates declining. Nobody has their very few people have stable marriages. Okay. Sexless marriages are on the rise. I mean, it's absolutely a catastrophe. It's absolutely a catastrophe. So this is what's happening now. What do you do with this information, young gentlemen? That's what we're going to talk about. So before we get to that, we're going to talk about my philosophy on giving back after I acknowledge the earlier contributions to today's show. All right. So we got to get the contributors out of the way. The people who showed up to the coach gang early, early in the morning. Who is in here? We got a couple over on PayPal. Um, Jay Richardson. We're going to call you Jay Richardson. 
He says, I decided to pay off my student loan debt in the next two years. I got my CPA license two months ago. I'm now earning, wait, I'm now earning my CDL class A license in the next two months or two to work nights and weekends. UNKS opened my eyes to focusing on my purpose and overall life satisfaction. 60 plus hour work weeks is my competitive advantage to achieving my goals. See you at the top of the mountain. Shout out to you. Congratulations. I think, again, yes, having multiple licenses, multiple disciplines is important for men so that, you know, if there's an economic downturn or something happens to your finances, you can quickly hop into other situations. And you guys saw my video, which went viral on TikTok before they actually age restricted it. It was me telling you what all of these things that I have licenses and all of these certifications and and all of that stuff. You know, some of it, you can use it as multiple disciplines to patch your income up. I don't know if you know, times are getting weird. You know, they talk about you can get monkeypox from kissing people. It sounds like you can get monkeypox from kissing ass. That's what it sounds like. Uh, but they're not saying it. Right. So now women are like, oh, my God, I'm never going to kiss anybody. I'm like, as long as you don't kiss nobody that's been kissing ass, I don't I think you're good. But listen, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but it sounds like the people getting it around their lips been putting their hands up on hips and faces and pillows. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's neither here nor there. I don't know. I mean, but it makes sense. I'm looking at it going, how come y'all can't put two and two together here? <laughs> they've been eating, not the box. They've been eating the, I don't even know what to say. They've been eating in that damn uh, jello chocolate pudding pie or whatever the hell they eat. It's it's serious out here. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, it seems real. That's look, man. Come on, man. Make it put two and two together. Anyway, I'm tired of trying to make sense of this thing because everybody want to tiptoe and shuffle around the damn truth. Women are like, oh my god. I'm like, ladies, you don't have nothing to worry about, not yet at least. Until you go to Atlanta and you messing with them download brothers. That's when it's gonna jump the shark. But even then, all right, anyway. I wish people would be so truthful. Somebody said it's called Bussy, the Bussy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's what it is it's called Bussy or Busey. What is it called? I don't know. Uh, Mr. J Pillow says the fuck <laughs> I messed up already. The F is wrong with Ben Affleck crying on his wedding and honeymoon to Jenny from the streets. Price is wrong. Is this his first marriage? Is that his first marriage? No, no, no. He was married to um, that old plain Jane Jennifer Gardner, right? Ben Affleck was married to Jennifer Gardner. Affleck Jennifer, right? Oh, he married two Jennifers. Wow. Yeah, I think he was married to Jennifer Gardner. Gardner? Jennifer Gardner. I think Ben Affleck is something wrong with him. <laughs> I think it's something wrong with Ben Affleck. Like, why, bruh? You be bugging out over there, Ben. All right, marrying that woman. Where we at here? Mr. Moreno is in the building. He says, are the present and future of relationships going to be arrangements and not loved or traditional ones? Shout out to you for that question. Well, you know what's funny? I believe most relationships have been transactional from the beginning, all the way up into mid-1800s. I mean, this idea that they weren't transactional has it been here for a short period of time? And I, people keep arguing me, man, just go back in history. 
there were bride prices, there were dowries, there was exchange of lands, there was goats being exchanged. I got three cows, two goats, and a chicken. Give me that young, pretty young thing right there. I'm going to put 10 babies in her. Like, that's what relationships were for a long-ass time. Now we reach this period of romance in, in mythology where I actually have broken this down several, several times. Romance has led us to believe that relationships are about love. Now, with, with, with that being said, there could be love in a relationship, even if transactional. As a matter of fact, some arranged marriages were successful, only that the people fell in love after the fact. After the arrangement, they were like, eh, you know, some women rebelled and some women didn't want to sleep with the guy after the arranged marriage. There was no divorce. So that does lead to arranged marriages will appear more successful. But over time, people come to know that, OK, this is what it is. I'll loosen up after three times and I'll figure it out. And then, OK, this is what it is. But we got to this damn situation where, oh, it's about love, head over heels, the feeling. And it is the least successful form of relationship there's going today. It is the least. Soon as the commercial marketing uh, machine, the Mad Men, or which they would call them the admin, back in the day, Mad Men was an, a term that came up for the term admin. Admin were the people, A-D-M-E-N. These were the people who actually told you everything about love, and they sold it to you. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Flowers and chocolate. Um, take a woman out to date. Here's this fancy restaurant. How much money you should spend on an engagement ring. These were all admin, advertising men that marketed love and romance to you. And sold sex. Okay. And made you believe after two or three generations that this was love. But it's not. It wasn't. You guys were sold a dream. And since this time, since we went from the purely transactional relationships into a government-sponsored, sanctioned, advertisement, consumer-type relationship, look at the statistics of relationship success. Look at it. Just look at it. It's, it goes without saying. 99% of relationships fail, flop. And we're still trying to pursue this romance. Some people never put two and two together. Not only have we always lived in a transactional-type relationship, We've also mostly in our civilization lived in a polygamous or polygynous relationship model. Most of our history as homo sapiens have been in poly relationships. We switched to monogamy and it has been a shit show. <laughs> okay, so I could harp on this more and more, but this is not the conversation of the show. But with that being said, People have died over this and people overlook it. I'm like, people kill each other over monogamy. People uh, go to prison over monogamy. People abuse each other over monogamy. Some people have successful relationships over monogamy, but very few. I mean, it's actually least people have success. People get bored. People cheat on each other. People divorce each other. People divorce each other and drag each other through court for 20 years. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, you guys, what, you'll make sense of it. When you make sense of it, it will make sense. If you never make sense of it, you'll be stuck. You'll be stuck still pursuing a monogamous relationship based on nothing but emotional attraction. That is going to flop fast because you remove the emotions, it's over. 
All right. Anyway, shout out to everybody. Oh, let me see here. Did I get everybody here? I got you. So the future relationships will go back to transaction. We're going back to transaction. All right. We're going back to bride price dowry. We're going back to transactional relationships. All right. Even if you're in a marriage right now, it's purely transactional. I don't want to hear the bullshit. Stop paying the bills. Don't, make, don't pay the mortgage for two months and say it's about love, right? You're done. Who is this here? Moose Hefner says, hope strategists have formed the but coach gang. <laughs> but coach, but coach. Where did you learn about love? I'm going to ask you that. But we don't want to get sidetracked. When's the first time you learn about love? The ideas of it. Most men never understand it from the beginning, but that's it, neither here or there. Osiris J says, nasty boys, foe, life. New, 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 new world Where are we at? Simon Small says, donate for the blue, donation for the blue chip live stream, free agent for life. We got the nasty boys for life, the free agent for life. We got Pindar. Good morning, coach. Thanks for your daily content. Appreciate that. And I prepare these things, you know, trying to get a lesson, trying to teach people something that is outside the box, but, it, but indeed logical. I know it doesn't make sense from an emotional standpoint, but that's your selfish self. Stop being so selfish. You know, you want something because you're selfish, and I take it away with logic and reasoning, and you get mad at me. Listen. Listen. What do you want me to do, you selfish ass? You selfish. You want everything you want the world given to you on a silver damn platter. You're a damn peon. You're an oxygen thief. You don't give nothing back to the world, but you want the world to give you back everything in the course, in the form of feelings and all of this stuff. It's actually despicable. <laughs> it's actually despicable. And I think you people are the most selfish people there are on this planet. Because everything always comes back to this mythology. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> you guys are having, you know, you ever look back at this mythology back in the days of the Nordic mythology and Thor and all of these people? And we can look back. We was like, you know, actually, people, people believe this shit, right? Someday somebody's going to come back and be like, these people fell for this love bullshit. Hook, line, and tinker. You know what I mean? Like, they believed in this. And Cupid doesn't lie. People are going to look back and be like, what was they doing? And we're, when I'm say something, this love thing has been for a short period of time. It was so actually illogical. It was so illogical that they had a guy named William Shakespeare write tragic comedy. And we actually stole it from him and we used it to define love. And he was being comical about it. He was being comical about these dumbass teenagers hyped up on hormones, calling it love, and deleting themselves. It was tragic comedy, and everybody laughed, but everybody was like, oh, Romeo and Juliet. Do you see what I mean? You see what I mean? It was satirical. It wasn't real. <laughs> Same thing as what? Uh, romance novels. It's satire. It's actually a dream. It's actually fantasy, but people, oh, this is how it should be. Anyway. I don't want to get distracted. Shout out to J.H. Tour. Tour, appreciate you for your contributions, man. Everett Walker says, I'm not happy. Defense funds <laughs> in the building. We're drawing closer and closer. They still watching me. Shout out to the private investigators watching the CGA today. Uh, V-Man is in the building. He says, never quit, coach. You speak truth. God is with you. 
when you're walking righteousness, right? When you walk in the spirit of Elijah, when you walk in righteousness and logic, you know, I have a little bit of emotion. It ain't there all the time. It's hard for me to get emotional. But yeah, when you walk in spirit of righteousness, you know you headed in the right direction. Right. I don't make any of this stuff up. By the way, I haven't invented these things, but I actually find that sometimes I'll watch a philosopher and I'll be like, damn, he already said this. But guys, there's nothing new under the sun. A great philosopher, I think it was Plato, said, if you find a good wife, you'll have a good life. If you find a bad one, you'll become a philosopher. <laughs> All right. I believe they attributed that to him. And last three, XL Pro Services says, Coach Gang in the building. We in here. J Flow for the Tupac, you can't see me defense fund. <laughs> they trying to pray and pray on my downfall. Hey man, look, if your girl, if your girl, your ex, your baby mama is putting you on child support, man, or trying to apply her financial mismanagements and misfortune onto your life because you made it, um, and she's trying to steal custody of the kids as a result of it, man, I, I I'm going back to just wash her hands. <laughs> Fuck all the bullshit. Man, just pay this broad the money and let her uh, fumble the bag. Guys, it's, it's going to be proven she's going to fumble the bag. You can give her damn, uh, uh, you can give her 100 stacks on a silver platter. She's going to fumble it. She's going to fumble the damn thing. It's actually despicable. Uh, last one. We got uh, uh, Mitch. We're going to call you Mitch Madden, right? He says free agent. Oh, <laughs> well, well that, there goes that. Anyway, applying for my passport this week. Appreciate you, brother. Shout out to you. Yeah. Free Agent 97. All right. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. But society allows it. I saw a great debate between a men's family rights uh, attorney and Gloria Allred. They were going at it about men's rights. Uh, this country will never be suited for men's rights issues because they were talking about, well, the man can decide. Uh, the man should be able to decide in a short period of time whether he wants to be a father to the child if they create a child, right? So people are like, no, he decided when he got in that bed. Okay, well, if that's the, the if that's the criteria, she decided when she got in the bed. So that means you got to take away abortion rights. You got to take away the ability to strip them. You got to take you got to take all of their. If, if we're using the criteria, he decided when he hopped in the bed. Well, she decided when she opened her legs. But then when you say that, they'll be like, no, 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 no. It doesn't apply to that. And then you're going, here we go. They start shuffling. You're like, wow, okay, now. Because she can wiggle and wriggle out of it all the way until birth. The kid can, is, is birthed, and there's actually um, laws in many places that if the woman can't afford the kid, she can drop it off at the fire station. That's after the birth. Well, after the birth. Well, after the birth. She could be like, eh, I don't want it. No repercussions, but the man cannot say that. And they will say, well, you decided when you hopped in the bed, but wait, mm. same thing with her too. Same thing is she decides to terminate the pregnancy. The man says, well, I wanted you to keep it. And she's like, mm. <laughs> or if she says, I'm going to keep it. And he says, I'm out of here. She takes him to child support. You need to handle, you need to live up to your responsibilities. It's not the child's fault. So you need to support it. And you're like, Tell her to support it. I already told her I didn't want the kid. And she had it on her own volition. And they're like, no, nope, you got to pay for it. And everybody's like, what? So in our country, we've never even got close to even settling this. And we never will. <laughs> we never will, which tells you the hypocrisy 
of rights related to fathers and mothers. Like, for instance, last one, and we'll go to the show. A mother can keep the kids from and not give custody to the kid to the father. The father got to go to court to tell this woman, well, he actually has rights to the kid. And then she kicks and screams, what? What is this? <laughs> and then when the when the father wants to be with the kid, they actually fight you to not have the kid. <laughs> you're going, wait a minute. Over here, you're telling me I have to be responsible. But it seems like responsibility is in the form of a paycheck. But when I want the kids and be a far, part of the kid's life, you fight me for it and say, I don't want you to be a part of the kid's life. This is where we are. This is where we are. And then when you fight and they say, well, we'll give the kids to the mother. You got to pay, though. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why do I even have to pay? Like, wait, I want the kid. I want to be a part of the kid's life. I want to raise the kid. Nah, we'd rather you pay, pay, pay the paycheck. <laughs> you're like, holy shit. You're like, what are we doing here? But this is what you hope strategists keep doubling down on. You keep doubling down on this. And then you find out the hard way. It's all about money, which means to say it's a transactional relationship. Getting to the point here, my philosophy about giving back. My philosophy about giving back is this, because people will always say, as a person that sends to height and they're getting money, people say you should give back. And let me tell you what giving back means for the ham and egger. That means I'm supposed to just give money to somebody for some cause or something that you believe I should be giving the back money back to. Some people will come to channels and say he made all of this money and he's using it for X, Y, and Z. And he's not giving back to, to whom? He's not throwing it to the father's rights movement, which is a wasted movement. It's never going to, nothing's ever going to happen with it. So I can pay for somebody's legal defense fund. It would be like burning money, right? So people will try to dictate what giving back is to you. Let me tell you what giving back is. And this could go into the conversation of legacy as well. So I want you to listen and listen good. Legacy and giving back is important. You guys put legacy in the category of hope strategists. You find a woman to let you get twits her legs, be a love. You have a baby and a love child, and you'll be together forever and ever. Probably not going to happen to most men. Some it will, most it won't. Statistically. You just don't know if it's you or not, so roll the dice. But there's ways you can give back. First, you can build something of value. When you build something of value, either in yourself or something that people can see as valuable, that's giving back. Many times I get on this show, people watch us. The vast majority of people watch us. They don't support the show at all. They barely want to hit the like button when I ask. All right. But they're getting free information. I've, I follow the philosophy of Gary V. 90 something percent of the information I give out is absolutely free. You have invested nothing but time. All right. With that being said, I also know that those 90 percent of people ain't going to do shit about what I told them. So even though I gave it to them for free, they absorbed it. They ain't going to do nothing about it anyway. And so then in order to actually do something about it, you got to make an additional investment, which is going to be additional time and or resources. Okay. Next thing, you build something of value. It actually gives back to the people that you don't even know. And somebody could use it, apply it. The 10% of people that's going to apply it and make a change in their lives, they're going to go forward. And now you've built a legacy. You've given back. You've given back. I entertained you. I educated you. I combined those two. Somebody turned that into improving their lives. They got their, they invested their book. That's giving back. Now, if I just got up here and was like licking microphones and, and say, repeating myself over and over again, which does happen, but just repeating myself over and over saying, don't date, blah, blah, blah. 
and I just sat here and wait, wait, waited for the money to come in, right? That would be a different thing. But I actually prepare shows, prepare notes, make thumbnails, come in here, do research. I actually put something into this. I don't just sit up here and talk for hours and hours. Sometimes I do. But something of value is giving back. The next thing you can do is if you do build something of value, you can hire talented people, hire talented people to help you continue to build. That's giving back. I have now employed people or I now have used people as independent contractors and these people need the money. They're doing it. They're returning back favor to me that I can actually build my brand. So now I'm building something to value and I'm doubling down. All right. I'm going all in and I'm hiring people. That's giving back. A lot of people don't realize that wealthy people give back in the form of hiring talented people. And they give these people the jobs that these jobs need, right? These people needed jobs and they gave it back, right? And so this person gave back. So you don't have to just say, I'm going to buy a computer lab in the hood, which you know is going to get torn up in three weeks. Somebody going to steal the computers. So instead of doing that or giving money to somebody, just, oh, I need the money. That's not how it works. I got to get some value back to that as well. And I got to make sure that money is returned. This is why I don't give money to people on the street at all. I don't give a damn what the scenario is. Unless they have a daughter that I can use temporarily. Okay, well, you, maybe I can. <laughs> hey, what's your daughter doing this week? There's something we can do here. But I don't care what the story is. Giving that away does nothing. It does nothing for the environment. It does nothing for the person I gave it to. It does nothing back for me. It's just a giveaway. But if I know I can hire a talented person, actually put that money to value, if I know I can get something back for that money, all right, it's worth giving it. So hiring people, building something of value, hiring people is giving back. Not only that, you can delegate menial responsibilities to someone, maybe a wife. I wouldn't suggest it. It's not going to work most of the time. But I can delegate, maybe hire a maid or maybe hire a barber that comes to me as opposed to me waiting five hours to get my hair cut with him. And I could pay him handsomely for that particular task. I could hire somebody to walk my dog or babysit my dog. There's a lot of things that I can do to delegate menial tasks or smaller level tasks so that I can focus on building and hiring talented people. That is a form of giving back. People do these jobs so that they can survive. And for me to say, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to focus on that menial task and not hire someone to take that off my plate is going to prevent you from building something of value. So delegating, hiring talented people is a form of giving back. Many wealthy people, blue chip minded people have gardeners, landscapers, pool cleaning guys, personal trainers, massage therapists, chiropractors, um, maids, cooks, chefs, people that deliver groceries to their, they're, they're giving back crazy. They're giving back like crazy. And why do they have these things? They could probably do it themselves, but they don't see the time value exchange. They're like, it doesn't matter. And I can give back. These people are nice. And once they start hiring people in these jobs, they will free time up for themselves. And these people will be loyal to them for a long time. They will be super duper loyal. I've known people that have had maids and nannies for decades. I'm like, this person been my maid for 12 years, 22 years. And sometimes they'll complain about that person, but they're like, nah, you know, they've been a part of my family. They've been a part of my family. So a lot of guys will be like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. But you're taking away focus, doing something that is very simple that you can hire somebody for very cheaply. Cheap. By the time you're building money, you're like, what? $300 a month? I'll take it. And you're giving back. 
that person is dependent on that $300. I remember I told my housekeeper that when I left Orange County, I still haven't hired one here. I plan to hire one this week. I told my housekeeper that I was moving to Las Vegas. And she was like, oh, no, Rosita, her name. <laughs> Shout out to Rosita. She's like, oh, no, Senora Gregorio. And she was like, you're the fifth person in her, in her clientele list that is moving. Okay. You're the, she says, you're the fifth person that has now moved on me. Now, for her clientele list, losing five people in a short period of time is probably dangerous. She probably going, holy shit, how am I going to survive? How do I know this? When I was a personal trainer, people would stop sessions on me all the time. And I was like, damn, you were about to re-up, and I was about to use the money for this. So she's going, wow. So it's impactful when you lose um, when you lose money like that and you're in that job. So you're they're dependent on your income. And so then you work hard enough to be able to support these people. That's giving back. That's giving back. Building wealth is the next level. So you give back by building something to value, hiring talented people, delegate, building wealth. That allows you to build wealth. If you're out here saying money ain't the answer, I don't know what to tell you. It's a sad thing, but money is what it is. All right. Um, we live in a time where let me show you the chart here. We live in a time that the wealth gap is actually increasing and the have nots are actually going to be out here struggling for a hot minute. All right. So let me show you the graph here that I prepared for you. Here it is right up. That's not it. Uh, this is it right here. Uh, let me, or is it this one? Uh, this is it right here. All right. So the, you know, the, the, the middle class is actually shrinking. As they say, you know, the, the mythical middle class, I don't know if you guys can see this. Let me make it larger. Cruel insert, cruel joke here. And so, uh, the people at the top, uh, their wealth has increased significantly. The people in the middle, their wealth has decreased, obviously, with inflations and whatnot. And then the people who were poor already, they got poor. All right. They, they got poor over time, income and wealth uh, distribution and whatnot. Let me show you another chart right here. Um, and this is by ethnicity, ethnicity or and or race, whatever construct you want to use, the distribution of family wealth by race and ethnicity. And if you can see here on the bottom part of the um, the X, Y, uh, whatever you call it, you know what I'm talking about here. They have negative, negative, negative net worth or negative income, 25 K per year, 25 to 75 K per year, and then 75 and up 200 and up 500 and up in a million, uh, race wise, the people who have negative earnings, right. Or just under, um, a $0 here, the black race is up here. God dang. I mean, you're up then the white race is actually here lower. And then Latinos or Latinx and Latinx, I don't know what you call it. They say Hispanic here. Uh, they're somewhere near the middle. And then as you get in that zero to 25K worth here, blacks and Latinx people are dominant. They dominate in that. But as you increase, as you increase the, the um, as you increase the wealth or the average salary per year or whatnot, maybe net worth, um, it starts to go down. And then this is where you see, this is where you see blacks actually start to de-escalate in the world of finances here. And then you see whites go ahead and go up. All right. They don't care about all this right here. They're aiming up here. And then you see white population increase there. Blacks actually uh, fall below the Hispanics. And I said this yesterday, we are the least, um, we are the least earning in terms of black 
blacks were the least earning and the most obese. And we were running around here bragging about being players and max. It's, mm. it's actually despicable. It's despicable. I mean, the, the priorities are not straight. So how do you get back here? How do you get back? You build wealth. All right. You got to build wealth. You can build wealth through families. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but it, it takes a person to actually be very strategic about this. We actually lose wealth through family creation and whatnot. All right. Most of us are going to lose wealth. Um, tax worthy philanthropy. So um, this is in, um, in terms of giving back. Some people want people to give back, donate $25,000. Well, if there's no tax worthiness, if there's no tax benefit to me donating $25,000, I'm not going to give away $25,000. You see what I mean? So some people are like, just give back money. I, it has to make sense tax-wise. And I have to go to my account and my CPA and say, can I give this back? How do I distribute this money? How do I make sure I get my tax benefit? You can't just go give away money. You just can't go give away money above a certain amount. So you got to be make sure if you do give away money and become a philanthropist that it makes sense. Mackenzie Bezos is prime example. She said, I'm going to give away money to the to the new, 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 new world to the pledging, um, the pledging charity or whatever it's called. And um, she did so with her divorce winnings. And she gave away a considerable amount of her fortune, but it was under a tax shelter that made sense. <laughs> okay. She didn't just throw and say, okay, here's my check. I'll give it away. I'll give away half of it. No, it had to make sense. The pledging fund, I believe it's called. And she's going to not lose it. So the, the reality is she gave it, but she never lost. She's never going to lose it because the way the tax codes are written. And the wealthier you become, the more advantage you can give to, uh, the more advantage you can take of the tax code. You see what I mean? These are all things that you have to think about when you talk about building a legacy and giving back. It has to make sense. And then the last form of giving back is apprentices. See, giving information for free to people who are not going to apply it is one thing. But giving information for free to somebody who is really passionate, they're poor, hungry, and driven, they got that PhD mindset, they got that blue chip mindset, and they're ready to do whatever they do. They're ready to uh, put feet to street. They're ready to knock on doors. They're ready to go hustle. Instead of hustling backwards, they're hustling forward. They're ambitious. They're living their life. And they're living their life, and they're saying, I'm going to be intentional about every step that I have. I'm fully focused, man, as Jay-Z said. You hire an apprentice who actually is like, I'm ready to go. You can get great value from them, just giving them information, paying them very little, if anything, and putting them on commission and giving them the seeds to actually help you build your wealth and become a valuable employee to you, or they can build their own business. Okay. Now, if I just give information for free to people, oh, come up, come on my free seminar, my free meetup, I'm going to give out free information, and I never can turn that back and actually have that person give me some value back, I wasted my time and I wasted yours. I wasted my time and I wasted yours. So this is what I think about when people are like, oh, just hire me to make, let me do your social media. No, mother, no. I'm going to make sure I hire the right person, an apprentice that's poor and hungry that could get in here that really wants to make this so I can turn this into some damn money. I'm not just going to have you sit around, get my damn information for free, reading my messages and bullshit, and you don't turn it back. I need to build it. I need something back. And so I'm very, look, I might lose some money, but I'm going to be intentional because I know this is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm going to make sure I got the right person. I'm going to make sure that I'm not just wasting opportunities and just giving people money for nothing back in return. 
I need somebody poor, hungry, and driven because I'm poor, hungry, and driven, that PhD. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I'm not going to make sure I'm not going to throw it away, hire a 21-year-old Kaylee to sit here butt naked looking at my damn Instagram. So you got to have people that are motivated, not just need money. This is the same thing when you hire women to have sex with you. If they're just doing it because they need money, which that is going to be a part of the element. But if that's their sole reason for being with you, then it's going to be less interesting to you. You're going to be like, well, shit, you're only here for me to pin your shoulders back. Sometimes I can get some value out of that if I want to treat you and degrade you. But if I'm looking for something more passionate, it's not going to make sense. And you can walk away with it, right? Right? And walk away from it. I'll just walk away from it. Nah, I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to give you this because you need the money. And this is what men have to understand when they women propose marriage to them or they try to force marriage on them. Most of the time, especially if they're over the age of 28, the only reason they're doing it most of the time is because they need the money. That's it. You can boil it down to that and that alone. They might not need the money today, but they need the security support and the money long term. That is why your woman's pressing marriage on you after 28. If she's a single mom, that is why she's pressing marriage. If she's over 32, that is why she's pressing marriage. She's pressing marriage because she needs the money. And when people say love is not transactional, look at these desperados out here, these old hags, these old maids trying to push marriage on you. And it's solely because they're in debt. Anyway. No, not so true. Yes, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> She's going to say something like, well, my student loans. Okay, your student loans is pressing you to get into a long-term entanglement in which you benefit if it breaks up. I got money. She. <laughs> hey, man, do me a favor. Get them likes up. It is time for our favorite part of the show. All right, since them likes ain't up. Uh-oh, I lost it. Did I lose it? Where is it? Belly deli time? Belly deli time. It is. All right. Yes, I lost it. So we're going to pull it up. We need 750 likes. Let me see. What something. really gets me that we're going to rewind it. All right. 750 likes. Let me check out the contributions to today's show right here. New, 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 new world order. And we'll take a little break. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly on shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of bad belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. Maybe cubed on some days. What really gets me is that some of y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all. Y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Ooh, ooh, baby girl. Y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of bad belly? Let it lose some. Let it. I know y'all see the football prank. The football prank go crazy. The football prank go crazy. Come on. Parabola. Come on. Y equal X squared. 
maybe cubed on some days. All right, so all right, just- all right, all right, all right, lady. All right, nasty boys in the building. Did you see Nick Cannon? All right, Nick Cannon. We'll take a little break from the the, the hard hitting topics here. Uh, Nick Cannon is out here talking about women smelling. All right, uh, let's see here. We can review People this real quick. Eighty percent of women. Uh, let's see if there's any truth to this. Women are irate at Nick Cannon. All right, they're beside themselves. <laughs> Some of my favorite pra- phrases of uh, explaining anger. They're beside themselves. All right, they're irate. Is Nick Cannon speaking facts? Let's listen. Percent of women that probably need assistance when it comes to fem- female hygiene. Ooh, you got a high this magnificent, wow. magnificent 20% that have no smell. I think I'm part fresh. of the 2% because I definitely agree with 20, Stephanie. 20, it's no, a 20. I, I'm, I'm narrowing but, it down. But even because I'm, I'm at the top of that 20. And, and those are the keepers. Those are the keepers. Those are like, yo. Fresh out the, like I'm in the shower, it was amazing. If I stick, if I, I could twirl around, twirl and around. like, mm, it's gonna be a nice that's taste amazing. and everything. Yeah. That's amazing, but mm-hmm. that's not normal. Well, it's normal I for think me. it's normal. If you eat a lot of fruit. Trust me. Uh, it's normal <laughs> for women but like I guess us men would know better than I would. I can't even hear they talking over each other. Um, One thing that would fix that if you have a podcast is headphones, okay? Because if you don't have headphones, this is why people use headphones when they have, especially if they have multiple guests, um, they don't have headphones. So they don't realize how bad they're speaking over each other. All right. Um, pretty sad production wise. And aren't aware of themselves. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, you present this, company ladies? excluded. I, we men, we talk about this all the time. Do y'all know when y'all stinking up the room? Like, I never yeah. stuck up a room. Well, see, I, I said present. I already is, know that. You see my shocked in the park face? <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing. Because but it, I have smelled like, people. All right. So uh, what do you think of Nick Cannon's commentary there? 80%, he says. And obviously the women are like, well, you've been 80% of the women, right? You would know. And they're saying that, you know, your pH balance will get thrown off if you have multiple partners and you skeeting up all in them. Um, the women don't have much control over this anymore. You know, there's been a lot of excuse making there. Um, I have been, especially as a member of the nasty boys have been, you know, when you're messing with people who are not in the best shape of them, lot their lives and their diets are trash. They're going to be a lot more funky. And, um, it's amazing what could come out of that area. It is absolutely amazing. You know what I mean? You're going, I mean, <laughs> And some people are attracted to the smell. This is why we did the video on vabbing or vabbing. It it uses as a pheromone. And especially when you're jacked up on testosterone and you're horny, um, you're going to, men are willing to put their face into these areas. And the smell is absolutely atrocious after the fact, after you've relieved yourself. But prior to you relieving yourself, you were into that smell. You know what I mean? It's definitely something going on here anyway. Anyway, interesting conversation. So let's get back to the blue chip mindset. Uh, that was just me taking a break. Let me acknowledge the contributors via Cash App, dollar sign CGA Live, or PayPal, or uh, PayPal link, as I believe it was linked up into the top. Also, Venmo. We got a sponsorship in the building, man. Shout out to Mr. Rennie in the building, paying homage. Appreciate you for the sponsorship. Appreciate you for the sponsorship, man. I got money. Be dropping knowledge. Brian Horsley's in the building. Thank you for being here again. The, the usual suspects and the dictator. Shout out to me for losing my gaming channel. 12 subs. I'm thinking 12K subs. 
Or how did you lose your gaming channel? What did you do? Did you say something? I'm always interested about how people that how that happens. You know what I mean? How that happens. So uh, some of you guys don't realize the mystic magic of sexual attraction has been going on for a long time. And people have used a variety of things. I know we're a Puritan culture. I keep referring to that. We're very much a Christian, sexually repressive culture. Everything about our culture has been sexually repressive. We actually sometimes find out two people have had sex and we lose our mind. Oh, I can't believe they actually did that. And we call it the nasty. And we really have a, a discomfort with sex and even talking about it. That shows a lack of maturity of our society or at least sexual repression, right? Uh, with that being said, like everything's passe. There's there's uh, certain things like related to, um, I can't even think of the name, but with that being said, with that being said, if we really know how civilizations occurred before us, the things that they've done uh, to attract mates, to actually keep mates close to them, um, all of these things related to voodoo, like period in red sauce, I mean, magic. And if we actually discovered this in which our culture will never discover it because we repress ourselves sexually, we'll never, ever go there. We actually think, oh, we're just in love and everything should just fit like a glove. No, there's a lot of things that people do to keep this energy going. And some of it could be considered voodoo, witchcraft or whatever, what have you. OK, but with that being said, people have done just about everything since we've been here. Right. Just about everything. So these things don't, these things don't like for something like a vabbing, that doesn't shock me at all. That doesn't shock me at all. I mean, that's the least of your concerns. <laughs> I mean, I think they, the people have done some crazy stuff. Uh, the whole thing about, um, I'm going to say the princess and the frog is the idea of the witchcraft related around finding a prince. You know what I mean? It's just, please. Please. Crazy, man. It's crazy what people have done. I'm telling you, man. And and just, yeah, we've come a long way. But I think in our culture, we're so immature about learning about what sex is. And we actually put all of these prison the constraints over, over it. It has to be in this context or it's evil. And it's always around a religious context and something like that. And then you'll find them being very hip hypocritical about it, too. Because they'll be like, well, I'm religious. And then they'll have premarital sex and they'll get knocked up and they'll be like, well, I don't want to get rid of the child because I'm religious. And you're like, well, how'd you get the damn child? You ain't married. Mm. I mean, again, <laughs> we're a backwards ass thinking uh, society. Uh, we're appalled by sexuality. But then, um, like, for instance, a woman won't speak sexuality or she will get punished for speaking about it until she's married. When she's married, she can openly talk about it and discuss it. We have a lack of sexual education in our in our country, and it gets us in trouble every time. It gets us in trouble because once we go outside of the box just slightly, then we got all kind of names. You're a metaphile, and you're a this and that, and you're trying to classify people because they're not in a monogamous sexual relationship. We actually try to promote monogamy, and it's actually despicable. Nobody's even practicing it. Uh, Venmo, who is this in here? Shout out to Jay Beck. Ford, he says, appreciate the message as always. Got in my emotions recently with an ex. Now I'm back on track. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, man. Hey, man, exes are good for nothing, right? Leave the exes in the past, please. They're good for absolutely nothing. They're worthless. All right, we got a couple here on the PayPal. All right, what do we got here? What do we got over here? All 
All right, uh, King Hazy, he says, what's up, coach? Just waiting on Jerome Powell to go live. All right, he says, hope coach gang is ready for the rate hike. So is it the 28th today or it's the 27th? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. New, 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 new world order. Uh, we're in for some trying times ahead. We're in for some trying times. There's always, you guys don't know about reverberation. You guys don't know about cause and effect. Uh, I think humanity is somewhat dumb. You can't slow down the country for a year and a half, two years. Sit your ass back, eating bonbons and watching Netflix and Kevin Samuels streams and think, oh, we'll just hop back to it. Nope, we're not. And you guys did Biden, which was the damn last chess piece for the new, 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 new world order. And now they got him in place. Shit. All right. Shout out to A.D. Austin says you can't tell me that Nick Cannon in future ain't getting eaten alive by child support and alimony. They are getting eaten alive um, by that. Uh, polygamy and polygyny is very difficult to pull off these days, but the higher class men can pull it off. Nick Cannon is worth some $50 million. Um, He's going to eat through that with eight baby mamas, if not nine. He's going to eat through that. That's going to get spent very quickly. Not fit all of it, but it will. And uh, one thing about it, one thing about it, though, is a guy like, Nick Cannon needs for nothing in the world. Like he's got all the cars he needs. He probably has all the clothes he needs. Like he doesn't like, oh, I need this. He probably has his investments somewhat in order. He should. But he's not like, I need some new shoes. Let me wait for my next paycheck. Men, men don't need for much in this world. And thus, at a certain point of earned income, you start spending it on women. Oh, his net worth is $300 million. Pardon me. $300 million. Sorry about that, Nick Cannon. We don't need for much. At some point, you know what I mean? Like, I got all the shoes. Like, I could get some more, but let me put them over there. <laughs> all right, I got, I have three. I have, how, how many vehicles do I have? Or I will call it modes of transport. I have several modes of transportation. The minute I ever think I need or I would like another one, I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't even drive all of them. I don't even drive all of them. And I have them. And so when I see people with 12 cars, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the little, that's a few too many. So we don't need for much. And at a certain point of earning, you tend to start going, let me find out a way to find a way to give this away. And most of it is related to women and children. This is where men give their money away. This is where you lose your ass. Women and children. <laughs> Somebody says drumline in them trash albums. But Nick Cannon made his net worth off of that show. Whatever that show he was interviewing people backstage. I don't know what it's called. Talented. America's Got Talent, I would think, would, is the name of the show. And the NBC contract. That's where he made his money. All right, so if people want to know how Nick Cannon made his money, it was on, oh, and then Wild and Out probably. That was his show. But I want to say that America's Got Talent and Wild and Out would have probably been where he made his money. All right. So that's where he made his killing, not off of his albums and his, um, and his other stuff. And he has a talk show. So, so, so uh, people are now saying 45. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he'll lose all of it. He was an executive at Nickelodeon. Okay, yeah, there you go. See, he's got it. He's got the money. 
He'll lose it, though. He'll lose a significant portion of it. And uh, if he doesn't earn any more money, which I don't see that happening, he's going to lose it. Like, if he says, I'm going to retire and whatnot, he'll lose it. But I think he's continuing to work. And he actually almost lost his NBC money when they almost canceled his ass because he was going genie on AS. He was getting too deep. He was talking. He was start talking about new, 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 new world order. Let's see here. He does the mass singer. Did he create the mass singer? His biggest W was the mass singer show he created. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think he's good. I think he's good. All right, so that's why he's doing what he's doing. Are you hustling backward? Let's get into the context of the show. Are you hustling backwards? But we do have these conversations about uh, men. And where do they place a priority in women? If you missed earlier in the show, I gave you the testosterone chart. I know people do come in late. Some people watch me on hyperspeed. All right. But the testosterone chart, this is what you have to work against. All right. If you are blessed with testosterone and you are blessed with good looks, you will start putting a lot of your emphasis in women. If you are blessed with testosterone and you're ugly, you're a duck. Um, Wait a minute. What is that? You're a duck. Uh, you will lose a lot of your time to build yourself in order to get women. As you lose testosterone, if you're still stuck here, I got videos of homeless men talking about their playboys. I have men using philosophies of I'll find a rich woman. I have men going, I'll get a, I'll get a fat, obese whale, and, and I'll trade time in, in arguments with her in order for her to buy me a PlayStation. I mean... Now, my philosophy is not for everyone, and you don't have to agree with everything, but I find it an abysmal philosophy to try to say, you're going to be with a woman because she buys you gifts. Now, some men, that might be your love language, but I'm going, God dang, I mean, the amount of things you have to trade, the amount of time, energy, and attention that you have to trade to be with that, that person, all right, is not going to be worth the $3,500 that she spent on you. <laughs> 30, I'm going to tell you something. Go back to your, go back to your girlfriends. These, these are mostly men. Oh, well, you don't, you, no woman will buy gifts coach for you. I don't want nobody to buy me no gift. <laughs> like, I don't like, I'm not going to, because most of the time you guys know what the unwritten contract of those gifts are. The unwritten contract goes like this. And I want you to listen, write this down. Everything you give her is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. That is the unwritten contract of any woman that gives you anything. Break up with her. See if she don't destroy that PlayStation. See if she don't take you to small claims court for that PlayStation. Or see if she don't yank that PlayStation out of the wall when you break up. All of those Jordans she bought you, she's going to pour gas. She's going to put them in the, gas, in, the, in, the, in the bathtub and light them on fire. All the clothes she bought you in that flat screen TV, she's going to throw it out outside. She's going to smash it with a sledgehammer, okay, if you break up with her. And everybody knows this. Everybody knows this, but you're still trying to believe that I'm going to trade my valuable time to be with a mud shark or be with a very obese, bad attitude woman because she's going to spend, at max, $3,500 on me. $3,500. It's... Guys, that is minimal money to a man that's on his purpose. $3,500 over a period of a year or two is not going to be worth me trading anything to be seen in public with that woman. 
and I'm being generous with $3,500. I mean, how many pairs of Jordans, a PlayStation, um, a pair of jeans or two, some gear? $3,500 is a reach. Is a super reach. But there are men who hustle backwards like that. And they brag about it. Mm. My girl be buying me stuff. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please, bro. I will spend, I can spend $3,500 right now. And I'll still be unsatisfied. I'll be like, oh, shit, that was a waste. Come on, man. And so that's hustling backwards. You also have a philosophy of guys waiting around for the woman to come and help you build. Okay? Only for you to not realize how much energy, attention, and time you're putting into it. Not only that, but money as well. And sure, there are some women that can provide great value for you, but only for a short period of time. Short period of time is also relative. How much time are we talking here? But you're going to have to replace this person, and it will be somewhat ignorant to believe that you won't have to train this person. Oh, I'll just bring, I'll just replace this person and put this person in. And what are they doing it for? It's not going to be the case. You do have to train people. You do have to take a loss training people. I think it's somewhat hustling backwards, and there's not enough proof. There's not enough proof that that actually strategy is going to be beneficial for you to adopt in a long term. In a long-term way. Let me show you a couple things here. Let's go ahead and put this up right here. Let me show you this. Um, especially the brothers, the melanated people. I got to target you again because I talked about this yesterday. Um, it says obesity in African-Americans here. It says African-American women have the highest rate of obesity and being overweight compared to other groups in the United States. About four out of five African-American women are overweight or obese. And I'm not saying that to put them down or belittle them. What I'm saying is this tends to also Go with this particular chart right here. The lowest economic position of men in the United States of America right here, unfortunately, are going to be the same people whose cohort are four out of five being obese. And yet, the most despicable things happen in these conversations. These two people, these two people on the statistical damn spectrum are out here wondering why relationships won't work. These same men are also saying build with these women. These same people are saying these people need to get together and keep the community out together. Hold on. And these people are also the same group of men bragging about the group of women in Memphis, Tennessee that they out here banging. I find it comical. This is comedy. These guys are the max, the players, the pimp, the guys that won't pay for no peace leave. These are the guys. You guys are the pair. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way we can continue down this length of, 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 of success, pattering your success after betting these women and you ain't got no money still. I got money. What? I mean, come on, man. We need to get our priorities straight. You hustling backwards. You're hustling backwards. Not only that, if you would tend to say, well, I don't date the black women that are four out of five obese. Okay. Well, let me see the races of women that you date. Odds are, and I could be wrong here. Odds are you're getting the bottom of the barrel women of the other races that look somewhat similar to the women of your race. Not only do they look similar, they behave similarly. Culturally, they're similar. 
you might as well just stay with your own race. And then you come out here bragging as well. And then this is the this is the income sheet right here. This is this is what we're looking at. And I'm going, hold on for a second. We got to get our priorities straight. And as time is going to go on, this this gap is going to widen. We're watching the Latinx people actually uh, ascending higher. Look at look at the chart here. The Latinx people are slightly higher in every single category, except the 25 to 75K, where black seem to be, that's the only dominant area there. That's not even middle class in many instances. And so this is where we are. It's kind of like, what are we doing here? You know, I want to just, I'm not trying to be, put people down, but we need to have our priorities straight. These are the same people, obviously, that say tricking is bad. And you look at the demographics and you say, I can see why you think tricking is bad. You ain't got no money. I got money. You would think that transactional form of relationship is not worth your time. But I would say, if you look at it, I see why you think it's bad because you're wasting a hell of a lot of time, energy, and attention because you lack the resources. Because you're not in the resource game, you're trading attention, energy, attention, and time. Because you lack the people who have tend to be the ones participating in this and not wasting time. They're like, ah, time is of the utmost important for me. Not only that, talk about what I talk about in my philosophy of giving back. They rather build that up and brag about that as opposed to bragging about the four out of five be obese women in your community. Period. That it's all about where your priorities are. When you hustle backwards and you claim you're successful, and then I say, show me the evidence of success, and I can pull out statistics, or I can ask you for yourself, well, how many women have built up your business? I've had 13 women. You already lost the argument. You already lost. If you got to keep cycling 13 women, I can guarantee you, you would have been way more wealthier hiring people who were talented as opposed to women. Not to say women are not talented, but it sounds like you brought the wrong people in. And of course, you didn't pay her. You paid her in salami too, I guess. She did it because she loved you, I guess. Okay. This is hustling backwards. Nobody else does this, by the way. I mean, sorry. I don't want to say nobody else. Nobody else, as uh, uh, culture-wise, does shit like this. It's part of my French. Nobody hustle backwards like this. Only There's only a certain sector of people that hustle backward, and they're always the people trying to do Biden at the end of it. It's, it's despicable. I don't know what to tell you. Nobody would ever do that and put that much emphasis on it to brag about it. I think it's a bragging point that is somewhat lacking maturity. It lacks maturity. You're, you're going, that, 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 why are we bragging about something like that? <laughs> but people do it now let's go ahead and go forth uh with uh this particular chart right here now some people have this priority in order the vacation gap rich americans take 18 days of vacation the average american gets 3.8 days of vacation now what does vacation do for you people want to say it gives you bragging rights oh absolutely 
Okay. But it also affords you to be able to get away, de-stress or whatnot, if you, if you will. Okay. It also opens up opportunities for you. It actually broadens your mindset and it gives you time to rest and recover from your grind. Not a lot of people in the middle class are able to afford vacations. And when they do take vacations, many times they waste their 3.8 days on going to see family. Now, I don't mind going seeing family, but I'm not going to trade a vacation to go see family. Okay, and a lot of people, that's part of your vacation. You will link it up with family and you'll drive from Tupelo, Mississippi to Chicago, Illinois to go see your family and you will call it a vacation. That's not a vacation. That's going to see your family. And I don't care where the hell you went when you got there. You went to Six Flags when you got there and you all packed up ham and cheese sandwiches so you didn't have to spend $40 on hamburgers and fries. All right. And y'all in the parking lot eating ham and cheese sandwiches. All right. To save money. And y'all bought big packs of family bags of Lay's potato chips. And fruit cups and applesauce and string cheese to patch your way through it. That's not a vacation. (laughs) That is you still staying in struggle. Now it takes somebody to break themselves from this. You got to break yourself. Okay. You got to, you got to break yourself. What you would have to do is in that context, when your family got together and say, Hey, you coming to Chicago this after this, this year, we going to the damn, we going to the damn uh, six flags, great America. And you're like, you know what? My ass is going to the Dominican Republic. I'm going to Turks and Caicos. I'm going to Cuba. I'm going to Panama. I'm going to, you start doing that. And they're going to be like, well, why are you not coming to see us? Because where you live ain't on the way to Panama. Okay. I'm not going to go see you this year. And I'm not going to go see you and struggle and wear my family shirt. You know what I mean? Go in there, wear the same shirt, same color pants. I'm not doing it this year. You selfish son of a they're going to call you selfish. <laughs> so here's what you got to understand. Rich people, wealthy people, or people with means, they do vacation, right? They do travel. You guys got to start de- uh, having the context of what is travel and what is not travel. What tends to, like, you'll go see family and you'll work in the, in the backyard of your grandmama's house. Or you go see family. Oh, we need to, you know, grandmama died. We had the funeral or that's when you travel. You go to a funeral and then you're there cleaning up all the grandma's mess. That's not a vacation, bro. Mm. (laughs) That's not a vacation. You need to get away, get away from that stuff. And so if that's the only time you travel or let's just say you've never traveled. You're not even broadening your horizons. And I find it odd that when I talk about regions of the United States or the world that I've been to. People that have never even left Detroit have something to say all the time. Oh, well, you never, you never, all you've been is in California. I've lived in, I've lived in every region of this country, at least for two years. Every single region, East Coast, South, um, Southwest, Pacific West Coast, the Rockies, and the Midwest. All right. And then my, actually had my mother at one particular point lived in the Pacific Northwest. So I've been to every region and I've been to 49 of the 50 states multiple times. I've been to every major city. There hasn't been a major city that I've never been to. And I've been to small towns and I've been to small ass cities like Rochester, New York. Mm. So when I'm saying 
if you've never left your area, United States is big. If you've never been to certain areas, you just don't know. And you've never brought in your horizons. If you've never been out of the country, if you've never been out of the country, you don't know. There's stuff you don't know. And it's okay. But don't act like you don't. Don't act like you know. And I would encourage people to start broadening their horizons. Horizons. Go out to some of these places, even if it's a piss poor, podunk, pissy ass place. Like Nebraska. I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just playing, man. And it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of money. You can get on the interstate. I mean, gas prices now, yeah. But get on the interstate, drive one of these interstates, know what the interstate system is. Z interstates that end in zero are east to west. Interstates that end in five are north to south. You'll start learning the 70, the 80, the 10. You'll start learning the five, the 95, north and south. You'll start learning these places, and then you'll get new things, new experiences, and whatnot. If you aren't doing this and you're the kingpin of Detroit and you haven't done any of this, you're hustling backwards. You're hustling backwards. I mean, you're not broadening your horizons. You need to start getting out. The core hustle is coming after me. You need to get out because you're going to see that the world is actually different than you actually experience it now that you're settled in. Let's talk about now not vacations anymore. Let's talk about health. So why would you want to be wealthy? People actually demonize wealth. Why would you want to be healthy? Well, sometimes you can jump on opportunities quicker when you're wealthy or you have a little bit of wealth or you earn some income. So an opportunity comes up. Oh, Usher has a residency here in Las Vegas and he has concert tickets. I was like, that's fantastic. Let me look up the concert tickets. 700, 800, $1,000, $2,000 a ticket. I was like, well, I don't want to see Usher that bad. Although. If I did want to see Usher that bad, I would plunk down. I would pull out my credit card, buy a ticket or two, figure out which one, who, who do I want to bring to the show, or maybe I'll gift it to, to someone. I'm not going to buy one ticket, but I could buy one ticket to be a free agent and go there and clean up on fat, obese women watching Usher. Or I'll have to wait for my paycheck. Now, by the time I wait for my paycheck to come, because I'm strapped financially, I'm going to lose out on the opportunity to buy the ticket or the ticket's going to be double or triple the price by the time I got my paycheck. Okay. Right. So by the time you get your check and you're waiting, okay, shows the shows on Saturday, I get paid on Thursday, direct deposit hits on Thursday. By the time you get your direct deposit, the only tickets that are going to be available are resale tickets, which the price is going to go up. Then you'll have to wait and find a scalper and do all these crazy things or wait for the resale tickets to drop. You have to do all of those things because you don't have the money. You can't jump on the opportunities as quickly. Investment opportunities. You can't jump on investment opportunities if you don't have the money as quick. And then you'll be saying, well, what should I do? You'll ask for investment advice from people on YouTube and Instagram or whatnot. Well, these people are already double and triple down. These people are already ready to pump and dump whatever that investment is. And you're waiting for your paycheck. You're waiting to improve yourself to jump on opportunities. Well, it's too late. It's too late. So um, these are the times that you actually have to understand why it's more advantageous to have more. And this is why in our country with capitalism, people pursue more so they can have better opportunities. Gone are the days where people feel sorry for the poor. I'm sorry. Gone are the days where people feel sorry for the poor. There's some greedy people here. There's some really power hungry people. 
First, you get the power, then you get the money, or you get the money, then the power, and then you get the women. But some people never really grow out of that, right? You'll see dudes that really never grow out of that. And then you'll also say, um, um, you'll also see people say, women are low priority, I'll just pay them, right? That whole argument. And they'll never even mention that they do this, but you know they do it because they'll get caught up one time, right? But they do it. And economically, they say, well, she was asking for something that was really worthless to me, right? That was, I made the money back by the time I finished busting the nut. But if you're in a low economic position, it's a lot of money. You're like, wow, why would I pay that much for that? It's all relative. Why also would you want to be wealthy? Because you can afford health. You can afford health. So when you're healthy, you can afford health, right? You can afford to eat right. You can afford to go to the grocery store. And then if you want to eat healthy and buy all of the stuff that's, um, that, that is on the healthy food rack or all of the stuff that is um, probably going to be better packaged for you, less processed food, you can afford health. You can actually prepare for it or make time for health. Yeah, all the grass-fed food, all of the organic food. You're like, oh, there's the organic food. Now, all the organic food is not necessary, but the less pesticides and hormones that you're exposed to, the more healthy you're going to be in a longer term. And the less processed food that you consume, the less, the more healthier you're going to be in the long term. So you can afford health. You can make time to prepare for health. You can be like, all right, I got time because I'm not out here bragging about fornicating with obese draggle daggles. All right, I'm over here focusing on my health because I got the money to do so. Or I can hire somebody to prepare my meals. Or you see what I mean? Or I can make time for it. I don't have to rush to the office and be there at nine o'clock because I'm the boss. I can be there at 1030, make sure my right hand man is in there and I can go to my yoga class and I can go to my stretch class or my massage appointment or my personal trainer, or I can hang around the gym a little bit longer. Okay. These are the things. And you can also afford to live away from people who are desperate, who are more likely to rob you when you're wealthy. You can have the peace of mind of living behind a gated community, if you will, or living outside of these straggle struggle areas that people choose to live in because it's cheaper. You make a choice like that, but yet your car getting broken in. People staying up all at two and three o'clock in the morning. People busting shots. Booyaka shots. People out here, you can't even go to the 7-Eleven at the middle of the night without thinking about getting carjacked. The Amalams running up and down the street all day long. Do you get what I mean? These things actually produce more mental health uh, problems, more lack of security, less sleep, less desirable areas, and you're actually losing over time by staying there, right? This is why people pursue wealth and riches and whatnot. You get what I'm saying? So these are the things that you guys got to figure out. Are you hustling backwards? What are you working for? What are you working for? He says, getting stabbed at the bodega. It, these are the things that people sacrifice. Oh, it's, it's $200 more a rent uh, a month. It's $200 more a month for rent to live a little bit outside of the community. I'll stay here. Okay, well, if you buy a nice vehicle and you stay there to save $200 a month, which amounts to what, $2,400 a year? I'm sure you're going to spend that in insurance fees. I'm sure you're going to expend that in security alarm systems. I'm sure you're going to spend that hanging out at the barbecue, right? You're going to spend that $2,400 a month. Maybe if you hustle forward, you actually can get rid of that. You're going to spend that in mental health crises. 
You're going to spend that in parking fees. You're going to spend that to try to not get your car burned down and your house burned down during the next riot. Peace of mind is very important and people spend money or they make money to get peace of mind. And if you do this over time, it's not going to happen overnight. Remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. If you do this year after year after year, you'll look back and you'll be like, this money was worth it. This money was worth my peace of mind. And I surrounded myself around people that were like mindset wise. And that allowed me to actually either network with good people, build with people, bring good people around me, keep bad people around me. Okay, let me go into a couple of memes and then we'll get into the contributors to today's show. I got to keep it tight tonight. That's what he said. <laughs> or that's what she said. I got to keep it tight tonight. By the way, networking is important. Um, I once had a guy bump into me at the gym. I was training, you know, some of my clientele, which were always behind gated community, moms, soccer moms, wives, husbands, executives, and all this stuff. So. He he was delivering towels in a gym, a brother. And uh, it was a Latin brother and a brother brother. And uh, the Latin brother had seen me multiple times, right? And he would see me and he would be like looking at me. I'd be stretching some soccer mom out on the floor. He would be looking at me like I got the job of a lifetime. Meanwhile, I was like, I just want the payment from these soccer moms. But um, then he brought a black guy in one day and he was like, hey, man, he pulled me to the side. He was fit. He was in shape. But he had his uniform on de delivering towels. He pulled me to the side. Hey, man, do you think I could call you? I want to get into training. And I want to train people like you. I want to train high-class people like you. I was like, okay, brother. Again, giving back. Giving back. I'm about to give back, which I'm about to waste my damn breath, giving him information he's not about to use. And I'm going to do it for free. <laughs> and here it is. He comes in. Somebody said he just came out, but where? I'm stretching a woman with her Lululemon pants on. So he comes over, bending my ear, hits me up, asks me for my phone number. I give him the number. Oh, you're talking about this guy. I give him the number. I was like, man, yeah, hit me up. I'll give you the info. I'll tell you how I did it. Did he call? Nope. You don't have to call. So now... Guess what happens? Over the next few weeks and months, I didn't see him again until he saw me again. Oh, man, I meant to call you. Guess what? He's still pushing towels. He's still pushing towels. He's like, yeah, man, I'm not where I need to be in life. Blah, 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 blah. All right. But I really need your help. And I was like, man, listen, you either going to get the information or not. You either going to apply yourself or not, because I guarantee you, you was out there shuffling. I guarantee you, you was crate challenging. I guarantee you, you were sitting around hating your job. I guarantee you, you were fornicating with obese women. Because when you're at that level of the economy, that's what you're fornicating with, period. I don't want to hear, no, no, nah, they slim thick and they juicy and muffin. No, no, no. I guarantee you, you were out here wishing that you had some money. I guarantee you, you were broke last week. I guarantee you, you was out there at the club three of the four Saturdays last month. You see what I'm saying? But, but hog hunting, I guarantee you, you were out there pigging. 
But you're out here trying to now tell me why you didn't have no time to get this information that could change your life. Where are your priorities? Where are your priorities? So you're hustling backwards. Somebody says, who was coach talking to? Because I was not broke last week. Talking about this. and Oh, it's not you. I guarantee you you're out here pigging. I guarantee you out here scrolling Instagram. If I look at your screen time on the screen time app, how much time have you been spending on social media versus applying yourself? <laughs> anyway, where are we at here? Oh, let me show you this chart. Life is a marathon, not a sprint for men. The earlier you get this, the better. Check this out. I always put up this chart. This is a great chart for you guys. And this is men's life right here. Again, you're hopped up on testosterone. This is why any man that's over age 32, especially over age 35, and you're bragging to me about how you get women. <laughs> I mean, I think you are one of the most. You better be a millionaire. And let me tell you something. I have yet to hear a legit millionaire brag about getting women. I've yet to hear it. I've been around wealthy men. Not one time. <laughs> I know people don't understand this. And I'm not talking about rappers and basketball players. Those aren't rich men yet. I haven't heard one time they sit around talking about them getting hoes. I swear to God. Now, I know they get hoes. I know they cheat on their wives. I know they buy prostitutes. I know they go to Mexico and get the little senoritas. It's without question that they do that. It's without question. I know they got some girl, she got a tattoos all over her face and nose rings and they go degrade her. I know they do this. But I never heard one brag about it. I never heard one say, psst, psst, let me pull you to the side and tell you about how many holes I've got. Never. It's never. It's mostly done with a couple of looks. It's mostly done like this. You sitting around smoking your cigar. They look at a girl. They look over at you. That's it. <laughs> it never is anything beyond that. It's never. That. So what I'm saying is if you're over the age of 32, I'll give you a little bit of leeway, 35, and you're still bragging about being a playboy. In the instance of you're not being a character, right? You're not being a character. You're you're actually bragging about it. <laughs> and you don't have a positive net worth. You got to be the most pathetic person on the planet. I mean, come on, man. You're stealing oxygen at this particular point. There's people on the uh, there's people that are homeless bragging about them being great lovers and playboys. I'm actually like I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I get it if you're 25, uh, you know what I mean, and you're just out of college. I, I get that. I get it. But I don't get it after that. I don't get it. Now, again, somebody be like, you be bragging about the junior college. I don't be bragging about the junior college. I tell you, I give us a little, I helps the junior college buy textbooks. I'm never going, I got some junior college girls based on my appeal and playboy status. I'm never doing that. Somebody said, we don't want flatbacks. <laughs> all right, it's all good. But I'm never saying I got it based on my appeal and strategic planning. I basically say it's a low priority to me. When I need them to show up, they show up. When they leave, they leave. Sometimes they get 
biology books paid for. It's fine. And I put it out of my mind. It's an overemphasis to drive a point home. It's not something I do every day. It's not even a necessity for me every day. It's something I use to drive the point home. Money, energy, attention, and time. But you also got to make sure you're not hustling backwards. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to be a playboy at 50, 40, 30. It should be, it should go with the territory. It should go with the territory. Like you should be an international lover. Shout out to Prince. I'm an international lover. Yeah. You should be sugar daddy by that particular point with your big fat wife sitting at home. It, it, it should go with the territory. It should be unspoken about. It should be, we know. But if you ain't got nothing bigger than that and you're past the age of 32, I'm going, brothers, you got to get your priorities straight. For real. It ain't that important. And I don't care who you really sleep with, but I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. If you, if you look at the highest market, it's most most valuable. Just look at it. Look at look. I'm not just gonna tell you. Look, if you look at what's the most valuable, and you say, "I rather have a Mazda than a Rolls Royce," have at it, brothers. Everybody's gotta choose what they like. But as my efforts increase, as I put in my time, if I know my worth, and I build myself up to a certain level. My taste is going to change. My taste is going to change. Not only is it going to change, my neighborhood probably is going to dictate that I can't drive around in that Mazda for too long. <laughs> I'm going to have to go because they're going to see my ass. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it being up in there, but then they're going to be like, why in the hell you driving that Mazda around here? <laughs> Do you know where you live? Live a little. Enjoy. But you do want to go around people who are typically chased after by low economic type in, and then you want to stay in your comfort zone. Stay in your comfort zone then. Bang out all the most. Listen, you have a higher chance of banging obese women if you're in a low economic area. So... Mm. <laughs> You have a higher chance of doing it. Like you, your, your chances increase of success when you're, when you're broke and banging uh, bigger women. You're, you'll be right in your comfort zone. Like you'll be successful. Not everybody wants, you know, flat packs or whatnot or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't care about what people think. What I'm telling you is, trust me, you will. Your your palate will change. Your palate will change the more you build. You might not believe it because you've never had your palate change. So you're sitting there going, yeah, I like chitlins. I like uh, collard greens. You know what I mean? I like because you don't have a choice. <laughs> so you have to like them. Not only that, you're surrounded by them. I gave you my philosophy about if you surround yourself around a certain type of person, 
that's what you're going to be attracted to. And it works positively and negatively. It works positively and negatively. Whoever you're around, more than likely, you're going to be attracted to them. But when you actually move around a different type of person and there's nothing like what you are attracted to there, you'll settle in. Your palate will change. You'll be like, oh. Especially then when if you got some greasy person hopping out of your 911 and you're somewhere living where you could drive a 911 safely and a greasy person drops out of your 911, why would you hustle backwards? She get out the car. Oh, boy. Humpty Dumpty. She about to sprain her damn kneecap getting out of the car. She get out. And then she got hostess Twinkie cakes popping out of her back pocket and Twizzlers. It's going to look funny. And people are going to go, why did you do that? Mm. Well, this is what I like. I guarantee you, your palate will start changing because people are going to look at you and go, you work that hard. You work that hard to get that. See, why would I work that hard? Sacrifice, risk, build, take time off, dedicate myself. And that's what I got. (laughs) In the end, I could have stayed broke and got the same damn thing. Why did I wake up early in the morning for and that's what I got pulling out of my car? Why did I why did I invest money? Why did I buy property and wait to sell it again? Why did I just think what I'm saying here? Put it together. Why did I sacrifice and I could have got the same damn thing making $25,000 a year? Your palate will change. But like who you like. I think many people don't think so, but it is the case. <laughs> right? That's what, that's, that's what, listen, I've been here. I've done it. I've seen it. You can go to the demographics, go to areas where people have money. Very rarely will you go into the grocery store and see people waddling around. Now, take your ass to. Uh, Albertsons and a low economic theory. take your ass to the Piggly Wiggly what are you likely to see of all races it don't matter it's going to change as your money goes up or you're going to say why would I even throw my money on the table for that now you might do it in the back underneath the covers you might do it on the low but you're not going to do it out in the open <laughs> yeah that the wind Dixie waddling around with foot fungus in the back of their heels all crusty. That's what you're going to see wearing Crocs. And you're going to be like, all right, I, I can afford a little bit better than this. <laughs> all right, let me stop me because then people are going to get offended. But, but if I, if I, if I, if that's what I'm going to end up with, I'll just be broke. I won't sacrifice nothing. I'll just stay right in that lane and I'll clean house. Shout out to uh, where we at. Did I get King? I did get King Hazy. I did get King Hazy. Did I get AD Austin? I think I got you too. We got a couple more on PayPal. All right. That child support don't work the same. Uh, Child support for teenagers is basically 
uh, baby mama support. The gentleman called on YouTube, Coach. He says the Great Depression was 1929 and 1939. Are we in another one 100 years later, free agent for life? I think we're repeating everything from 1919 and on in 2019. And they depend on ignorant people to allow that to happen. So what you should have learned in history in the 1919s and forward, we're about to relearn it because we basically have what they call build back better, which is new, 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 new world order, which is actually going from the industrial revolution back into a new revolution, which is going to be um, technological and, um, and currency based. They're switching it up on this. And they actually admitted this, by the way, this is not conspiracy theory. They're switching and changing everything up. And they basically have to pause everything for a year and a half. And then they have to put certain people guarantee that certain people had power and control or influence. They stopped us in our tracks and they're basically changing it overnight. So what you know in your reality, especially if you're over 40, your reality is going to change so much that you possibly be could be irrelevant as a contributor to society very soon. And I hate to be a little doom and gloom, but essentially a 40 year old, what you know about technology, what you know about currency, uh, as they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're going to be ill-prepared for the progress, the, the direction we're going. You're going to be ill-prepared. You're not going to be ready for this, especially if you don't know anything or you're, you're not equipping your kids. You haven't prepared them. You haven't blue-chipped them. You, the likelihood that you can actually uh, turn this around with your mindset that you have today the likelihood you'll turn it around and actually adapt because look, let me give you an example. We just chilling today. I actually got to get on the road here in 30 minutes. Um, like you still trying to get news from the newspaper. Some of you guys 40 and above still trying to get news from CNN and MSNBC. You don't realize that they're fully new, 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 new world. Uh, many of you people are actually not adapting to digital currency at all and realize you actually are doing it already. When you play these candy crush video games, uh, NBA 2K, you're actually doing digital currency and you don't even realize it. Um, and then you're going Bitcoin's a scam. Okay. Ugh. You don't realize that the world is adopting to digital currency and they're going to do it in order to shut your shit down when they want to and cancel your ass. All right. PayPal is already kind of doing this already. Okay. So What's going to happen is you're still going to want to do it the old way. And then you're going to laugh at the Generation Z and everybody else who's that's their reality. And your ass ain't going to catch up. You're going to get left smooth behind. Talking about I'm paying off my college loan. Talk about I'm going to go back to school and get me an extra master's degree from the University of Phoenix. Hustling backwards. Hustling backwards. Maybe I'll improve my job prospects. By taking out an additional $60,000 student loan at this for-profit university. She. You, you sitting here talking about dudes making money on YouTube as losers. Like, dude, there's millionaires. <laughs> YouTubers are probably making more than your favorite actors and actresses. With that being said, the ones on Netflix for sure. Okay. The actors on Netflix for sure. All right. And so. You're going, ah, maybe I'll start a YouTube page in five years. Too late. And your kids in the, in, the, in the bedroom in your house, cleaning house on YouTube and Twitch and Instagram and whatnot. TikTok and all these things. Your daughter's cleaning house, selling feed pictures and licking microphones. Okay, come on, man. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> 
what I'm telling you is it's it's you're going to be left behind if you're still applying old logic and old ways to earn money to this new 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 world order. You're gone, man. You're you're almost you'll never recover. You'll never recover. Give it five more years, you'll be completely irrelevant. <laughs> you'll be completely irrelevant in terms of earning income. In, in, by, not only that, if you're 45, 45, 50, and you let five years pass by, now you're 55. Oh, I'm gonna turn life around now in terms of applying old logic to a new world. New, new, new. You're new, done. Very. You're going to be so buried. The wealth gap is going to increase significantly. Your pot is going to shrink because inflation kicked your ass. Our new digital economy is going to be changing. You're not going to have enough of it. You're going to be waiting for your paycheck to hit direct deposit. They're going to hold your money. You're going to try to do a bank run. Bruh. I'm telling you, man, y'all better really change your mindset quickly. Catch up. There's nothing you can do to stop this. There's nothing you can do to stop what they're doing. They are, they have too much power and influence. They have too many billions of dollars invested in this new direction. And it's just like, let me, let me give you a comparison. Before the Industrial Revolution, they have what we call the antebellum society. It was post-slavery. It was slavery, post-slavery. It was an agricultural-based society in which we used simply uh, free resources, which would be labor. And most of the country in the United States was that. Even in the North where there was no slavery, it was still somewhat agricultural or the government basically just taxing the hell out of you. But it was still more of a indentured servant. Like that was the country before Industrial Revolution. Now, when the Industrial Revolution came along, the antebellum society, the, 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 the society post-slavery, the, the, the Reconstruction Society, there were people going, well, I still ride horse and carriage. Who is this guy driving a Model T Ford? Who's going to drive a Ford? Who's going to drive a, a motorized carriage? And they got their ass left behind by the Industrial Revolution. Then people went and fled to the cities. They took low wages and they worked their fingers to the bone and they did stuff working around steel and, and steam and all of this bullshit. People got rich. The people who kind of worked themselves to be a slave in that system, they just maintained to be a slave and worked in the uh, whatever class. The people who got left behind in that damn reconstruction, antebellum type society, Victorian society, they got left behind. So they tried to still say horse and carriage, but we out here with Model Ts now. We out here with train systems. We out here, this is how we transport ourselves. We out here with steel now. We actually changed the landscape of every city from low landscape to basically still high-rise cities. And you still out here in the country. This is why agriculture got left behind. So this is what's happening now. You are now in antebellum society and thinking. You are now in reconstruction, pre-industrial revolution thinking, going into the industrial revolution. You're going to get left back. You better switch. I'm just giving you a warning. I'm I'm trying to make the switch. I'm an old dog around here. We're going. And you ain't stopping it. There's not enough shame. There's not enough degrading Generation Z and Generation Alpha. Once Generation Alpha become teenagers, the ship is, the, 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 the train's leaving the station. <laughs> okay. 
the train's leaving the station. We're doing something different. We're not doing newspapers and magazines anymore, baby boomers. By the way, the baby boomers will be 80 years old in the next 15, 20 years. They're done. Somebody says adapt or die. Y'all can fight the system or you can actually find ways to get, get around it. But uh, life will continue. Life will go on. Some will say the United States will collapse as a, as a system. It will, will still be alive. But the system of what you would think is uh, let's, let's capitalize on opportunities, that'll be gone. That's going to be gone. That ship will sell, and we're relinquishing control by the moment. I saw people wanting to go back into the lockdown because monkeypox. I'm like, man, we're gone. We're literally gone, man. Big cities are gone. I think the idea of big cities, that will be passe because you don't need big cities anymore. So the big cities will be basically um, Gotham. Big cities will be Gotham and deteriorate. The people who are well within themselves to be able to earn money outside of, uh, they, you don't need to be in the big city no more. You don't need department stores anymore. You barely need shopping malls anymore. You ever go to a shopping mall? I'm going to go buy this particular product. You go into the mall, surely they ain't got it. <laughs> they ain't got what the hell you want. And they'll say, I'll order it for you. You could have set your ass at home and ordered it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For cheaper with a discount code. But now you're going to order it full price at the place. Oh, we don't got that size. We'll order it for you. Then you got to take your ass back to the mall in five days, please. Somebody says, you, somebody got a message says, thank you. We will remove this stream if we find it violence. It violates community guidelines. You got that message? So uh, some people are. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you got as a message? Interesting. But this is where we're going. And I know this scares people. So this type of stuff scares people. Anybody else got that message? Anybody else got that message? There's nothing here. They didn't say violence. Somebody says these messages always pop up. (laughs) Yeah, they're watching. New, 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 new world order. Nobody else got that message. Oh, somebody else got the message. Uh, Anyway, let me go and do contribute here. Somebody says, uh, let's see here. Uh, Just, you know, people are fearful of change. People are fearful of adapting. But I'm telling you, you, you can adapt. You cannot adapt, but it is what it is. Shout out to... We'll call you, we'll call you Reginald. He says, took a 35-year-old to a comedy show. Everything was great until we got to the parking lot. She said her feet hurt and I needed to carry her to the car. I said no, and she went crazy shaming me. So I took her home. I knew she's on psych meds. I know she's on psych meds. Give me the buzzer. (laughs) Dating is very tragic today. Wow. You took her to a comedy show. You wouldn't carry her. She shamed you. He says, run the disclaimer. I don't think it is. What is, what is. I mean, who can be offended by what? I mean, maybe I talked about people being overweight. I showed you the data. I showed you the data overweight. Why, why would that be in the situation where people will be offended? I showed you what it was in this documented. Now, if people don't want to change, that's their problem. All right. 
Sizzle said, shout out to the coach gang. Been studying for my final. Just passed my last class at the junior college. I'm a PhD in the building. Thank you, Sizzle. He passed his last class in the junior college. And who else is in here? Pac-Man, what do you got to say? Pac-Man in the building, people really think vacation with family is all peace and love. It's true. He says, men, he says, man, that event is stressful and costly and going out of the country is expensive. Just doing the passport and renewing them is a cost coach. Please tell them it's not just guns and roses out here. <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. So that expense, expensive travel is expensive. Um, And uh, this is why what prohibits people from traveling. So but it prohibits you from growth as well. Let's see here. Where are we at? Uh, who else is in here? D.A. Jones says, not a fan of Nick Cannon, but he's not wrong, though. All right, I'll be interested to see. Uh, you know, people are really taking a negative take on it, but I think men are more sensitive to smell only in that, situation because we're probably attracted to the smell for a period of time uh but sometimes the smell can be overwhelming and many people are not aware of their own smell so maybe they're not aware of it but this is what happens so uh where are we at here this show does not promote hate or harm we are a truthful show here and i think maybe maybe they were talking about poor people and being i don't know what they could have been offended about but it is true. <laughs> Somebody says no messages. It is what it is. I mean, come on, man. Somebody said they learned about love through movies. All right, so shout out to you, brothers, man. I do got to get on the road. I actually got a couple errands that I got to achieve and get through right here. Um, It's going to be an interesting day. But I will be back later on tonight. I'm glad I got the show in, but I'll be back later on tonight. We'll have a great topic. Maybe we'll talk about relationships. But maybe we'll talk about the new direction that we're going through. Following announcement has been paid for by the new congratulations on the brothers on all your success hit the like button on the way out and we'll be back this afternoon peace 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 peace